February 8, 2024. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America for me. It's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe and obey the gospel, my friends. I want to start today with Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12 and through 17. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence I f- and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way. And the froward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine, and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By kings, by me kings reign, and princes decree justice. By me princes rule, and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Friends, I want to talk today about taxes, but not in a way that you think. In fact, don't watch this if you think I'm going to give you any kind of um, remedy for getting out of taxes. I saw a video that someone tagged me in and I said I would do a stream on it, and so I shall. I do want to direct you to uh, my teacher, Dave Jose. He's at Real Dave Cares for You on Twitter. Uh, he's got webinars that you can take, and he's got a webinar that includes um, stuff on taxes. That's all I will say on that. Um, what I want to do, Lord willing, is I want to apply some wisdom to a situation uh, regarding a video. And this video shows a guy, and we're about to play it, shows a guy with a comment, a statement. And so I want to walk through, I'm going to play this video, then I want to walk through this video. And as we walk through the video, I want to address wisdom in in contrast to what he's saying. Because what he's saying, I don't believe is wise. And so because he's saying it and it's getting around, there's a lot of people, I believe, that will fall prey to uh, foolishness. And so before I want to do that, I would like to direct your attention to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. This is the number one way to continue for me to continue what I do. Uh, Private Membership Association, switch your shopping, what you're already spending money on. Take those dollars and switch it over to an American manufacturer. One of the blessings of having myself or someone uh, with me call you to explain how things are done is like this is the benefits of this association. This is the benefits of how things are, uh, which is more of a welcoming. It's more of an invitation than it is just the cold, sterile, globalist, big box store. Go get your stuff that probably has a bunch of cancer-causing hazardous industrial chemicals in it and then have that you know, without knowing anybody. Or you can give your money to American manufacturing, be invited and be part of a community that says, listen, these are not hazardous chemicals. This uh, is where cost savings are and it's better products. Appreciate your time. Lord willing, you'll sign up at patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. This is the video. I'm just going to play it in full. It is 
two minutes and 54 seconds. So we're going to play it. And then the stream will be walking through this video to bring wisdom, uh, Lord willing, to bring wisdom to a video that I believe is encouraging a bunch of foolishness. So with that, here is the video. There's a lot of people out there that agree with not paying their taxes this year. And there's a lot of people that like to comment, you're just going to go to jail. Let's see how that works out for you. The IRS is going to come get you. <laughs> you know, our government is breaking the law every day. Constitutional law exists just the same as political law. And as long as the government is taking our taxpaying dollars and they're using it to give to illegal immigration, giving them the right to vote, giving them driver's license, allowing them to buy land, allowing them to buy homes, uh, giving them prepaid credit cards for those who live in hotels in New York where veterans used to live in those hotels. Now they've kicked out the veterans and moved in the illegal immigrants. States like California and Illinois are allowing them to become police officers and carry a weapon while they're on duty. That's illegal. And you're not going to use my taxpaying dollars to pay for your criminal activity in this country. In order for this movement to work, everyone needs to get involved. Oh, well, they'll arrest you. No, they won't because they won't have the money to arrest you. They can't come after all of us because we have the numbers. So when are the American people going to stop being afraid? Stop being scared. Stop being controlled. Stop being sheep. We have a right to exist in this country. And with Bidenomics kicking everybody uh, while they're down, making it almost impossible to survive, you need to keep your money to take care of your family. Put a roof over their head. Put food on the table. Make sure you don't lose your car. Keep your cell phones turned on. Keep your internet, your cable. Be responsible, but don't be reckless. Paying your taxes right now to this corrupt, treasonous government is reckless and illegal. And it can be proved in a court of law that what they're doing goes against the constitutional law of this land. You won't get in as much trouble as you think you will. Stand up, do the right thing. As for me and my family, we'll lead the charge. We are not paying our taxes this year. We are not giving in to the government's control. We will not be sheep and we will not stand by idle and let them tell us what to do in the land of the free. I will be free. Yeah, I think that is the Ray Epps of taxes. So Ray Epps is that I believe he's a Fed. Um, he's been... Uh, you know, convicted of a crime, but I still believe that he's a federal agent, which is different for me saying that he is one. Um, I first want to say that this whole live stream that I do is an act of worship unto Christ, right? We started with the Bible. We started with Proverbs. We started with an appeal to wisdom. So what I'm doing is I'm expressing what I believe is um, biblically grounded perspective to give wisdom and bring wisdom to people that are being foolish. I believe that man is being foolish. 
I believe that there is a lot of things that I like politically that he said. I also believe that whenever he uses phrases like, you'd be surprised how much trouble you don't get into. I think that's a very telling phrase. I think it's a very manipulative phrase when he says, you better put food on the table. You better keep your car. Right? These are these are appeals to anger that that point to your deprivation of a thing for you to do a thing. So they're gonna, you know, Bidenomics. First of all, I don't know what conservative. I don't know. I mean, just, just be straight. And we'll we'll get into the video. I don't know what normal political conservative uses Bidenomics. That's not a thing. That that's like I believe it's a politically contrived, um, overly uh, you know overly sensationalized summary of the poor situation that we're in. Which I agree that Biden is participating and he's adv- he's adding onto that. But look at what the actual issue is, and this is this is where I want to begin the analysis. So I want to do my camera like this. Oh, that's that's the background of my screen. I don't want to show you the pictures of my family. Um, I'm going to show you this. Here we go. I'll go down like this. Go down like this. And then let me do this right here. Sorry, I didn't have it ready. And then we'll do this. There's a lot of people out there that agree with not paying their taxes. All right. A lot of people out there that agree with not paying their taxes. Of course, that's no different from anything else. What I what I hope to do right now is just, just, just to walk you through some of the sentiments that he's saying, some of the ideas that he's saying, because saying not paying your taxes, my first question is, well, what are my taxes? I mean, show me in the law where my taxes are. Um, what I want to do is, if I can, I just want to point out, this is just the, this is just the, um, the Oklahoma Constitution, right? I'm just going to look at this real fast, and we're just going to look at bills of rights, so if we do my screen now, we click this off, not that, this. If I go to my Bill of Rights, Article 2, Oklahoma Constitution, all persons have the inherent, you can't see that, let me jihad it. All persons have the inherent right, so that comes from God, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the enjoyment of the gains of their own industry. That's Oklahoma law right now. That's fundamental law in Oklahoma. You have the right to the gains of your own industry. And because it's an inherent right, if it's an inherent right in Oklahoma, then it's an inherent right in New Mexico, then Washington, Arizona, Nevada, uh, Michigan. Um, so that's that's what I want to point out. So whenever he's talking about how there's a you lot have of people pay, out there that agree with not paying their taxes this year. When he's saying that, you know, a lot of people out there agreeing not to pay their taxes, that's ownership of the, that that's owning an obligation. Does that make sense? He's, he's beginning with the, with the foundation that there is an obligation that people have to their government. All I'm going to ask is I challenge you to find me anywhere in any constitution the language that says the people must or the people shall. I just I challenge you. I find me any statute, find me any um, uh, Supreme Court case, find me any constitution. And if you find it, I will give you $100. 
I will give you $100 whenever you find me written, the people must, the people shall. Find those things. So for him to believe that there is an obligation, what does it say about the status his brain is telling him? And this is why I believe he is the Ray Epps of tax of taxes. Ray Epps was the guy on January 6 telling people, "Let's go into the Capitol peacefully, peacefully." Right? He was the guy that whispered, the, as the video footage shows, whispers into a guy's ear, and then all of a sudden the guy starts like going up against the barricades. Right? This guy, I believe, is the Ray Epps of tax protesters. And I believe the reason why is because if you've got 87,000 new IRS agents and you've got a viral video of a guy telling people, don't pay your taxes, I mean, legit, let's, he's, he's immediately starting out with by attacking what people's fear are, right? People, I believe most people pay taxes because they're afraid. Not because it's out of a sense of duty, but because they're afraid. And understand this, when we when we started reading the Bible, right? When we started with Proverbs chapter 8, what did we start with? We started with Proverbs 8 and verse 12. I, wisdom, dwell. That means wisdom lives with prudence. Well, what is prudence? Prudence is the, the understanding of how things work. So wisdom dwells with prudence. Prudent is to consider the ways. Watch how you're doing stuff. Are you prudent? Right? And find out the knowledge of witty inventions. Wisdom will find out the knowledge of witty inventions. This is to say that if someone has an artifice or uh, a scaffold, a deception uh, crafted, wisdom will find it out. How does it do that? The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So when you begin with God, I mean, look at this. When we started with God, what did we see, right? We said we saw this gains of their own industry, right? You're There's right. a lot. That's that's what we started. When we started with God, we saw the gains of our own industry. So the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, and then the the Bible goes on to say, uh, by me, which is wisdom. Kings reign and princes decree justice. By me, princes ruled and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I, wisdom, love them that love me. So wisdom loves those who love wisdom. What this guy's doing is he's basically saying, you're not going you'd be surprised how much trouble you don't get into. Let's let's do this next little bit. A lot of people out there that agree with not paying their taxes this year. And there's a lot of people that like to comment. You're just going to go to jail. Let's see how that works out for you. The IRS is going to come get you. <laughs> so he's speaking from a fear perspective, right? So he's beginning with the idea that he's obligated with a duty. He is, ob in his mind, he is obligated to do a thing. So he is, so we need to find, I, I, I would encourage you to find where you are obligated to do a thing. That I would, I, that's where I would just do. I would start out by finding the constitutions, looking in your state constitutions, where, you're, where you are obligated to do something. That's where I would start. You always, 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 always want to ask what authority are you using. The second thing he's doing is he's looking at this going, uh, well, the IRS is just going to arrest you. Well, 
what law creates the IRS? What authority does the IRS use? You, you need to look at the authorities. But he's not pointing to that. He's assuming that. He grants presumptions, which then lead him to start saying, you're just going to get arrested. So that's where he's actually taking your focus. Notice how, and when, whenever I did the immigration bit, I was, I was teaching that immigration is under the presumption of commerce. And I showed you where that's not the case. I showed you the, uh, the case, New York versus Milne, 1837, M-I-L-N, 1837, where persons are not the subject of commerce. This is the exact quote. So you can't have persons as a subject of commerce. So and my point here is that I was pointing you towards the presumption. I'm pointing you to where the beginning of the, the law stands, which is the Constitution. And I'm saying start there. If you don't start there, what happens is you give your thinking to people like this, who says you're not actually going to get in as much trouble as you think. Watch this. You know, our government is breaking the law. All right, so now, so understand what he just did. He posed the idea, the IRS is just going to come get you. And then he kind of looks up, <laughs> you know, our government's breaking the law. Well, first of all, You've already granted multiple obligations in the law that may or may not be valid. This man has granted that he is obligated to pay a tax. So he's granted that presumption. The other presumption is that there is such thing called the Internal Revenue Service that has an authority that can arrest people. So he's, he's assumed a lot of stuff in that too. And now, in response, he's going to say the government is breaking the law. But yet, this man has already granted presumptions that I would ask where, you know, where they stack up in the Constitution. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get your thinking to go back to the original documents, the foundational documents, the state constitutions. Go to the fundamental law and work from there. I, I, I slow down and really think through that because this man, this video has been played a lot of times and there's a lot of people that will probably be whipped up into a fervor because of what he says. They're not going to use wisdom and they're going to be destroyed. They will be destroyed because instead of using wisdom and going back to the foundational documents, the state constitutions, they will instead just not do something, but they won't know the law that obligates them to do a thing or not. Oh, I just got a text message. Okay. Um, uh, okay, sorry. Uh, I have I have a couple phones, and whenever I get people texting me, I, I need to need to make sure I um, am responsive to their texts if they need me to be. Um, so uh, where was I at? So so he's, he's saying that, well, our government's doing a bunch of stuff unlawful. And this is where I agree with him. And this is where him um, using true and, you know, what I would argue is true statements about observable things 
is gaslighting from the presumptions he's already granted. So he's already granted, I would say, bad presumptions in the law. So because he's already done that, he's already committed your thinking to now he's going to say, well, the government's doing wrong, so you can do wrong. That's effectively what he's doing. The, because the government's doing stuff that's wrong, you can do stuff that you believe is wrong. Two wrongs don't make a right. All right? You, 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 can't, you can't break the law just to defend the law. That doesn't happen. That's, that, that's, that's wrong. Um, so that's the, that's the road he's going down. Let's keep, let's keep going. Every day. Constitutional law exists just the same as political law. I don't know what political law is. This, I mean, like, listen to what he's saying. Constitutional law, okay, the constitutions exist, exist just as political law. Well, I don't know what that means. What does he mean by political law? This is where I'm going to jump in and start to say this is where he might mean this. Most people in America have been trained to consume politics. Right, left, Republicans, Democrats. This man is articulating conservative political talking points, which I personally agree with. I'm my preference, I'm a conservative politically and you know spiritually and theologically and doctrinally, amen. Um, because you know it's because the Bible is about reconciling things to God, which is not a uh, um, a, a liberal process. It's conserving back to his order. It's getting things back to him. So anyway, um, the uh, he, he's, he's talking about how the government's doing all these bad things, which I agree that they're not right. But con constitutional law and political law, I believe he's saying that the government is doing what the Constitution doesn't allow it to do, which is correct. I agree with him. But he's also saying that the politics are destroying this country, which is, again, I agree with him. But because he, I guarantee, he don't know what the law is and he doesn't know what the Constitution say because of what he's already said and the presumptions he's already granted, he's putting people in a position to get whipped up into their anger, which is foolish. And as long as the government is taking our taxpaying dollars and they're using it to give to illegal immigration, the government is taking, taking. Can I'll just ask this. Can anything be taken from you? I'll put it this way. How are things lawfully taken from you? What is the requirement to lawfully take something from somebody else? If you have something, the gains of your industry, if you have the gains of your industry, how must in the law something be done to take that from you because right there he's using the language again the government is taking our tax dollars on what authority bro what's the authority see how he just he just he goes right with it and he says they're giving it to illegal immigration i've done multiple streams on what immigration is he's not and i, I don't blame him for this because most americans don't know it but he's granting the presumption that immigration is commercial. He's doing it by calling it illegal immigration because the basis of the law is federal law, which presumes commerce. 
So when he's saying illegal immigration, he is granting the presumption that the federal laws on immigration are the authority for immigration in America, which they're not. So, so he's got a lot of folly built into his statements. And because he's making this uh, overture on telling people not to pay their taxes because of all of these uh, foolish uh, presumptions that are just granting powers to government that the Constitution doesn't give them, he's now going to advocate for foolishness without knowledge, which is, th this is dangerous. Giving them the right to vote, giving them driver's license, allowing... Does, does the government give rights? I mean, think about this. Does the government give rights? See, voting is a privilege as a member of a political body, which is why naturalization is conferring benefits to aliens by treating them as natives. When you are an alien and you're naturalized to be treated as a native, you then enjoy the benefits of a member of that body. And voting is a privilege, which is why you have the 19th Amendment. So you, you call it a right, but that right coming from government doesn't make it a right. It means it's a privilege, which is why it's regulated. So he's saying they're giving the right to vote. Government doesn't give the right. It confers privileges. It's giving them driver's licenses. Well, again, driver's license is a license, which means it's not a right. Can you license a right? No, you can't. Do you have the right to travel? Yes. How do I know that? Because Jesus teaches, go ye into all the nations and teach the, uh, go, go to all the nations and teach the, the gospel, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching that all the nations to obey all my commands, right? So we are commanded to go. There's your command to travel. You have the authority and the right to travel by God. So when you look at a driver's license, what are you actually looking at? So he's granting all of these presumptions in the law while he's advocating for people to just protest and to not do a thing. This is foolishness. Allowing them to buy land, allowing them to buy homes, uh, giving them prepaid credit cards for those who live in hotels in New York. Does the city charter of New York City permit public funds to benefit aliens. See, if you actually dive down into the law, your law is an express, your government is an express trust. This is John Locke, Two Treaties of Government, Book 2, Chapter 15, Section 171. Government is an express or tacit trust. So a city charter, a municipal charter, only has powers granted to it by the state constitution and the city charter will detail specifically what the city is allowed to do and by because it's expressed it means it can't do what's not written so if the new york if new york city is giving prepaid credit cards to illegals 
find that in the city charter. And if it's not in the city charter, then the sworn trustees that are doing that are breaching the trust of that charter. They're breaching the trust of the New York Constitution, which is unlawful, and using powers in excess to attack you. But he's not, he's not thinking like that. He's complaining. He, I, I agree with him. I'm not trying to go hard on the guy. I agree with what he's saying. But he's complaining. He's not actually using the law where veterans used to live in those hotels. Now they've kicked out the veterans and moved in the illegal immigrants. Yeah, that's that's something I'm absolutely sensitive to. Um, I'm a veteran and a lot of vets kill themselves because they can't get back into society and, you know, because their bodies, minds, and spirits were broken in service to the nation in stupid forever war. So, yeah, that, that hits close to me. Um, I would absolutely be all for veterans getting all sorts of benefits for serving their nation. States like California and Illinois are allowing them to become police officers and carry a weapon. Now to be a police, it's, it's the same thing, sir. It's, just, it's the same thing, sir. California, Illinois, New York. This is where I believe that he's kind of getting more Ray Epps, where he's looking at the Democrat, the blue states, and he's saying, look at what these things are doing. Now, if I'm in rural Oklahoma... And I hear that New York is doing this, California is doing this, and Illinois is doing this. That's not me. So if those things haven't happened where I am, does that mean that I get to not do a thing because of what's happening otherwhere? And if that's the idea, what about the lawlessness in Africa? If the lawlessness in Africa is happening, does that grant, does that grant me the power to do lawlessness here? Where do you make that division? Because at some point you're, you're including the lawlessness of a place to justify the defiance here. Well, then if that's your standard, why don't you just say the lawlessness anywhere justifies my defiance to whatever I don't like? It doesn't make sense. While they're on duty. That's illegal. And you're By what standard? By what standard is that illegal? I agree with you. But what standard is it illegal for? See, municipal corporations are entities created by the state constitutions. They are uh, controlled, they are granted authorities by the state constitution. If these entities are doing things that go against the people's rights, then the entities can't do that. And if they persist, those entities dissolve. This is what we need to be learning. This is what we need to be saying. This is how we need to be thinking about this stuff. Not going to use my taxpaying dollars to pay for your criminal activity in this country. I agree with him on that. Uh, you should not use public funds for personal gain. This is why we have clauses against emoluments. This is also why you have um, expressed provisions for what public funds can be used for. This is also why you have representatives that can give an account for the monies that it have in the treasuries. So there are uh, lawful provisions to stop this, to block this, to punish this, and to discover and regulate this. So when you see it, it's not just about, well, they're using my... No, just you learn, slow down and learn the law. In order for this movement to work, everyone needs to get involved. 
in order for this movement to work. Think about that. He's now arguing consensus. He's now arguing majority. He's advocating for a large group of people. Now, this does a few things psychologically. Psychologically, it will minimize your involvement. If there's a lot of people doing stuff, well, then my participation in that thing ain't so big. Because if there's a million, because a bazillion people doing it, and I'm one of them, it's not that big a deal. And so what it's doing psychologically, it's actually diluting your effectiveness in a way that lowers your inhibitions, which means you would probably start doing it. Because if some guy that says something on the internet gets watched a bunch of times and you get whipped up into a firm, yeah, I'm not going to do it because he says it's a movement, a movement. That's, that's, a, that's a code. That's a word. That's a dog whistle. We're part of a movement. Where have you ever heard that? Like, I, I hear that word when I hear that word attached to political agendas. I hear that word attached to narratives. I hear that word not rooted in the law. I hear that word rooted in a move of people trying to do a thing. And it's usually in protest of something like he is doing right here. In order for this movement to work, we need a lot of people. Well, then what's your guarantee that uh, a lot of people are going to do it. And think about that. Because if the effectiveness of the movement requires a bunch of people, then now you're talking about a consensus. You're not actually talking about truth. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, well, they'll arrest you. No, they won't because they won't have the money to arrest you. Does money... have the Has the government had money since $35 trillion ago? If the government is in 35 trillion plus and counting debt, will it be stopped if it doesn't receive your money? Because if the government could arrest you for you not paying your taxes, could it then not make a claim for your house and just get money for the house? Or dip into your bank account that's connected to the Federal Reserve and just zero that thing out as it says, he broke the law. I mean, like, think through this. Think through this. They're not going to arrest you because they ain't got the money. This reminds me, and this is why I call them the Ray Epps of tax protesters. This reminds me of that little devil that's on the shoulder going, whenever the good angel says, they'll arrest you, don't do it. He said, no, they won't arrest you. They won't have the money. That's what that is. This, this, is, a, this is a voice trying to advocate, is just advocating protesting. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the little the little devil thing is like, well, but but they'll arrest me. No, they won't. They won't have the money. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, keep going. They can't come after all of us because we have the numbers. So he's arguing majority. He's arguing consensus. Might as well kill whoever you want. And if everyone kills whoever they want, they can't come after everybody. We got the numbers. Now, I used to make this argument, so I repent of this argument. I started this stream years ago with my uh, re you know, reductive, false understanding of the law by saying Trump's got the guns. Um, you know, I repent of that. I was wrong. Um, the law doesn't need guns. The law is in and of itself a power. When everybody knows what the law is, the more people who know the law in their hearts 
the more people who are saying what the law is, the better chance that other people will catch people who are breaking the law and will punish them accordingly. It is not for us to go around going, I got the guns, do what I say. That's not what we do. That's not what the world does, by the way. Uh, the vast majority of people in the world throughout history has not been killing people and telling people what to do. It's been people understanding this is how we behave. This is what we do where we are and we do it. So war is a phenomena of human nature. It has been prevalent throughout world history. But if you're beginning your thoughts by saying physical force is what has people do what they do, how much do you do in your life when physical force is absent, but yet you still do stuff? This is where people really need to slow down and think about the ideas at play. Him saying that we've got the numbers on our side. Well, can you just rape people if you wanted to? Now, the shrewd person right now would say, Jaren, are you drawing a moral equivalent to say that us killing people is the same as us not paying our taxes? No, I'm not. What I'm suggesting is that you do not do a thing or not do a thing based on what the majority says. That's my point. Especially if you're a Christian. If you're a Christian, we look to the Bible. We look to the Bible first. And Jesus says, give to Caesar that which is Caesar's and give to God that which is God's. Now, the wise person would recognize that in America, who is Caesar? Caesar ain't the government. <laughs> Caesar ain't the government in America. This is why I started with uh, Oklahoma Constitution, Article 2, Section 2. Caesar ain't the government. Because we have a Psalm 149 situation where we have bound our kings in chains. We have put the prince's feet in fetters of iron. And all saints have this power. Go read one, Psalm 149. The reason why is because when you use the wisdom of Christ, you get a government that is strictly bound, which is what we have. What he's arguing is not a government that is strictly bound. He's looking at a government that is lawless, advocating more lawlessness, which I think is wrong, which is why I call him the Ray Epps of tax protesters. But when are the American people going to stop being afraid? Stop being scared. He's whipping you up into a fervor right now. You afraid? You a coward? You a punk? No, I ain't no punk. I, 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 I ain't afraid. Stop being controlled. Stop being sheep. And that's where I differ. This is where for me, when the first time I saw this, I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. and then he says, stop being sheep. It's like, okay, gotcha. Folks, this is straight up programming. This is anti-Christian programming. See, Jesus calls his people sheep. Jesus does. So if Jesus calls his people sheep, it is not an insult to be a sheep. And when most people look at the word sheep and they insult it, they do it because they say that those sheep are going to follow whoever. Those sheep are, are powerless and defenseless. What they don't recognize is that the sheep are supposed to follow their leader. And my leader doesn't tell me that I'm powerless. My leader doesn't leave me defenseless. My leader, Jesus Christ, is teaching in the Bible whenever he says that wisdom dwells with prudence. 
So I'm not going to go do something stupid because to fear the Lord is to begin the, the knowledge and wisdom and wisdom has prudence. So I'm going to look at a situation and I'm going to be like, well, that's kind of dumb. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because Jesus wasn't dumb. Jesus wasn't stupid. So if you're telling me that I'm a sheep because I'm not protesting payment of my taxes, when I have, Lord willing, demonstrated all of the bad presumptions in the law that this dude's made, he's bowing himself up, looking at himself as a contentious person, advocating for majority participation while granting bad presumptions in the law, and he doesn't know what he's talking about? Yeah, I don't want none of this guy. What, you a sheep? Yes, I am. Absolutely, I am. I am absolutely a sheep because I'm only hearing my shepherd's voice. And that's the part that people miss. The people who insult sheep. What, you a sheep? Stop being a sheep. You insult sheep when Jesus was the one that said he is the good shepherd. When, when Psalm 23 is from the perspective of a sheep with a shepherd who comforts us with his rod and his staff, he disciplines and chastises and trains us with discipline and the rod. He comforts us with his chastisement. See, you don't just get to do whatever you want consequence free. There are consequences to your decisions. And if you do this, you're going to pay the freaking consequence. What you should do, slow down, consider with prudence and wisdom where the power, where the government got the power to do what they're doing. Because when he's calling you a sheep, he's using a new age insult that is construing Christ's people as something you should insult. And whenever you say, well, yeah, those people are just being sheep, bah, bah, it's like, dude, you better watch what you say. You better watch what you say because Jesus said the sheep are his people. And if, if Romans chapter 8, 36 and 37 says, For we are like lambs led to the slaughter for his glory all day long. We are more than conquerors. You better be very careful before you start insulting what God has said he cares about. Very careful. Very careful. Let's go ahead. We have a right to exist in this country. And with Bidenomics kicking everybody uh, while they're down, making it almost impossible to survive, you need to keep your money to take care of your family. Put a roof over. This is where I, I think that he's getting talking pointish that I don't think most conservatives talk like. You need to put a roof over your head. Put the food on your table. You need to keep your money. He's now appealing to your selfishness. Which, you know, listen, if it's your money, it's your money. But that's your property and you have a right to it, right? That's what he should be saying. He should be saying you have a right to property. You have a right to the gains of your industry. Not with Bidenomics making it really hard for people to live. Biden, it's just, I, I, something about me, something about the spidey sense, if I can say that, something about my spidey sense is sitting here going, normal people don't say Bidenomics. It reminds me of that Mean Girls scene, Mean Girls, that 2004 or five movie with Lindsay Lohan where um, Gretchen tries to make the word fetch happen. It's not gonna happen, Gretchen. Fetch is not gonna happen. Bidenomics is, is this, it's this 
trope. It's this riff off of Reaganomics, which is to make something in terms of politics, which is really implying that whoever is in political office is in control of the economy, which is really aware of uh, a way of using scarcity as a lever to have you continuing the rat race of voting in politics and thinking that these people have power over your lives. Instead of you learning your rights and understanding the constitutions and instructing your governments on how to fix problems, it's keeping you stupid so that you think in terms of, yeah, this is just Bidenomics. I got to put food on the table. I got to keep a roof over my head. I got to keep my money. Yes, I agree that you should keep your money. It's yours because you have a right to property. You have a right to the gains of your industry. But to construe something as, this is Bidenomics and I'm having trouble putting food on the table. Is your marriage bad? Have you attended worship services? Are you reading your Bible? Well, I ain't got time for that, really. You are absolutely working 24 hours of the day. That, that's what you're doing. You're just always slaving away. You ain't watching TV? You ain't on your smartphone? You ain't just like hanging out with the with the dudes drinking beers, which you know you do that. But if you tell me I ain't got I ain't got time to do all this, Jaren, well then you ain't sacrificing, or you're stupid. Because if you know about this, you're listening to me. Just turn me off. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. The Bible will tell you. Yeah, you got you got this. Bind your kings in chains. One for Psalm one forty nine. What I don't like about this is the uh, reductive political talking points that make it to where people will be whipped up in a fervor and they will charge machine gun nests and they're gonna get mowed down. Over their head, put food on the table. Make sure you don't lose your car. Keep your cell phones turned on. You can't lose your car, and which is your property, unless people lawfully prosecute the issue in a court of record, period. It's your property. You can't take anybody's property unless you do it in a court of record. That's the law. Keep your internet, your cable. Be responsible, but don't be reckless. Internet and cable, those are luxuries. Those are comforts, right? If, if you're struggling to put food on the table, but you still got internet and cable, turn the internet and cable off. How much food can an internet bill cost or uh, afford? How much, uh, you know, how much roof does a cable bill help purchase each month? See, this, this is the idea. It's like sacrifice, sacrifice. And if, if you're like me, my kids don't watch television. They're not on the internet. Don't affect my kids none. Paying your taxes right now to this corrupt, treasonous government is reckless and illegal. And it can be proved in a court of law that what they're doing goes against the constitutional law of this land. Can he prove it though? <laughs> can the man who doesn't know the constitution prove that paying taxes goes against the constitution and the law of the land? I can. I can show it in writing. Um, but him saying, you know, it's reckless and illegal. Mm. Mm. 
you won't get in as much trouble as you think you will. Oh, come on. Come on. You won't get in much... You, you just said what the government is doing is corrupt. It can be proven in a court of law according to the Constitution and the law of the land. And in the very next sentence, you said, you won't get in as much trouble as you think. What does that tell you? What's that? I mean, this is like, what does it tell you? The government's doing a bunch of lawlessness and you're not going to get in trouble. Really? <laughs> you, you think the government that's being lawless, which you can't prove, you've granted bad presumptions. You think the government that is being lawless is going to not come after you? You won't get in much trouble as you think. Okay, Ray Epps. Stand up. Do the right thing. As for me and my family. There's a Bible phrase right here. This is Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my family, we shall serve the Lord. That's, that's, that is what's ringing in the ears of the latent suppressed modern Christianity. Modern American Christianity. As for me and my house, that ain't a normal phrase, folks. That is not a normal phrase. That is a Bible phrase. That is from the Bible. This is ringing dog ears. This is dog whistle to Bible people. When he says, stand up and do the right thing. You notice that he's made moral suppositions that are based on consensus. We got the numbers that are situational. Hey, they're giving money to illegal immigrants so we don't have to pay taxes, right? So you've got moral situationalism. You've got... Um, uh, morality by consensus and you've also got morality by omission we can prove it in a court of law so go ahead and stand up well you haven't proven it here prove it here first how about show us right here with your viral video show us with your viral video what the law is how about show us what the law is we'll lead the charge we are not paying our taxes this year. We are not getting. Show us what your name is, and I, you know, this is this is my fault. I don't know who this guy is. I got this referred to me by a couple different people. I want to see this guy. Show me your family, right? If if you're gonna say, as for me and my family, we're gonna lead the charge. Okay, lead by showing us where you live, who your family is, and then uh, show us that you're, you know, basically just say, hey, here's where me and my family is, and that way the rest of us. Right? Because if you're leading, that means we're following. And if you're leading, you're going first. So if you're going first, you go ahead and do it. We'll see what happens. Giving <laughs> into the government's control, we will not be sheep. And we will not stand by idle and let them tell us what to do in the land of the free. I will be free. We're not going to stand idle. So I agree you shouldn't be idle. I agree that the government shouldn't be telling people what to do. Um, but this, this, so I, I, I told uh, someone who tagged me on this that I would do a response to this and, and out, outline it. Um, I haven't taught anything regarding taxes. All I've done is just point out, listen, you've got the right to the gains of your industry. Nothing can be taken from you unless it's by uh, the law. So when you understand this, you've got wisdom and prudence and the discipline to make the thoughts captive to Christ. This is what Christians are supposed to do. 
I, I, I believe if, if you listen to this man and, um, you know, you got whipped up into a fervor and you're going to just not pay your taxes, I would, I would suggest that you run very far away from what he's advocating because it's latent. It's got a lot of latent bad things about it. And I, full, I think it's full of a bunch of tropes. It's full of a bunch of false premise. It's full of a bunch of unlawful presumption. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's vague. Just don't pay your taxes. Well, that's, that, that is a way to do stuff. Another way is to actually learn the law. It's to actually identify where was the granted power for them to do what they're doing to you. Slow down and study. Make your thoughts captive to Christ. The Bible teaches to prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. We have not been taught this. This has not been how our nation has been communicated to because it's not short sound bites. It's not sexy. It's not overly sensational. In fact, you know, one of the things that I don't like is this, uh, the TikTok brain. The most viral videos are like 30 seconds to a minute long. And they actually, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm now like a boomer. But now it's like this, there's words on the screen that you can't even read the sentence before they've already vanished. It's like, burnt, 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 burnt. it's like just pop, 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 pop. It's like the, the idea is not even able to be held. And you understand, take a step back and understand what that's doing. That's training people's attention spans to get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And so if you can train short attention spans, they can't have big ideas. There's, there, you can't put a big idea in a short attention span. Can't do it. I mean, I could preach to you the gospel, which is the most powerful idea, right? And this is what we're about to do. But this big idea, you need to understand it, which is why the Bible teaches in Isaiah 28 and verse 10, uh, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. The reason why the Bible teaches it like that is so that you chew on what you know. You're supposed to be chewing on the word of God. You're supposed to be uh, meditating on the word of God. His words from his Bible are supposed to be in your brain. And that's what you're chewing on. That's what you're mulling on. That's what you're, you're rotating over and you're wrestling with it. You're trying to figure it out. It's, it's not a, just a simple push button, don't pay taxes. You know, and, and that's that's where we've been trained by shortening our attention spans with bad knowledge, bad words, bad role models and bad examples, which has gotten us to where we are right now, which is why multiple people sent me this video saying, Jeremy, what do you think about this guy? Well, I think he's on the government payroll. I think that this video came about from a dude that's going to say something that will get a lot of people in trouble. I think this is a J6 style situation waiting. And I think with uh, the, the, the hat, the look, the presentation, who is he going to be? Who is this message aimed for? Is this aimed for people in the urban community? Is this aimed for people in the Hispanic community? Is this aimed for people who are in the erudite, college educated, government working community? Or is this aimed for middle-class white America, who is probably the most pissed-off group looking at their nation being destroyed, and they don't know what to do about it because they've been educated to be stupid? So here comes along a guy who says, stand up, don't be a sheep, 
don't pay your taxes. As for me and my family, we're going to lead the charge. If you are in white middle class America, repent. If you are in urban America, repent. If you are in Hispanic America, repent. Repent to the Lord. Look to Jesus Christ. Believe the gospel. Obey the gospel. The gospel is simple. Jesus Christ was virgin born. He lived a perfect and sinless life. When he voluntarily took the cross, he did so as a sacrifice unto the Lord in our place of those of us who have sinned, which is everybody. Because we have all sinned, Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. John uh, the Baptist says in John chapter 1 or 2, he says, Behold, the Lamb who takes the sins of the world. Right? When Jesus died on the cross, he was physically dead. He was buried in the grave. And three days later, he physically rose from the grave. That's the gospel. That's the good news. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now that you have heard that, you need to understand that you are a sinner. You are going to go to hell if you do not believe the gospel. Hell will be forever. God is an eternal God. If you have one sin against an eternal being, you've got an eternal punishment. So you add up a lot of sin, a lifetime of sin, and you have lifetimes of eternal punishments. You will be in fire. You will be in darkness. You will remember all the things that God gave you, all the blessings, the good rains, the good sunlights, the good foods, the good relationships, the good times that you had on this earth are blessings of the Lord. And if you are not in Christ, you will be punished. And I guarantee you will know about what you had been doing construing it as just nature or evolution and not giving glory to God and you will be punished forever because you are not in Christ. So you must believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. He was buried and three days later he physically rose from the grave. You must also obey the gospel. Paul writes in 2 Thessalonians verse one and, uh, chapter 1 and verse 7 that Jesus Christ will return and he will punish all who obey not the gospel. Which means that there is an obedience to the gospel. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21 speaks about how baptism in Christ Jesus saves us. The reason why this is important is because, as Peter writes, it is a response of a conscience towards God, a good conscience towards God. Now, people will say, Jaron, baptism is a work. It is a work, but it's a work of the Lord. Colossians chapter, 12, chapter 2 and verse 12 says that it is an operation of the Lord. Paul speaks about this in Romans 2 when he says it's the circumcision of the heart. God circumcises your heart. God is the one who does the work in baptism. You do not do the work in baptism. You get baptized. You have to be baptized in Christ Jesus. That's Galatians 3, verse 26 and 27. For we are all children of uh, Jesus Christ who believe the gospel. For we have, for as many of we have been baptized in Jesus' name. Right? This is the requirement. This is the obedience to the gospel. If you have not done that, you are not in Christ. And Jesus teaches in Matthew 7, many will come to him on that day who he does not know. You have vain teachings and doctrines talking about how you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. 
That's not in the Bible. You can't find personal relationship with Jesus in the Bible. You can't find sinner's prayer in the Bible. It's not there. What you do find is believe and obey the gospel so that you have remission of your sins. Paul teaches in in, uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 uh, when he's asked, what must we do to be saved? Paul says, repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. This is important because when God says something, he means it. His Bible is perfectly preserved, Psalm chapter 12 and verse 6 and 7, when he's preserved it for all generation. There will be a lot of people that attack scripture. They'll attack, well, which version is it, Jaron? And they'll ask all these other things. But what they don't understand is that if you ask those questions in earnest, God's made provision to have those answers, to have those questions answered. There's a lot of people that build onto stuff with doctrines. They do so with their famous pastors. They do so with their church tradition. They do so with their their mothers or their fathers or just what feels good. What's most important is that you do what the Bible says. The Bible is the word of God, not what I say, not what other internet preachers say, not what your favorite dead person says, uh, unless that dead person was inspired by the Holy Spirit and his name is on a book in the Bible. Um, you know, They weren't inspired by the Holy Spirit to write what the Bible meant. Only people that are in the Bible were inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the word of God. Um, so this is the response. This is what we have to be doing. If you do not believe and obey the gospel, then you're not in Christ. I want you to believe and obey the gospel, my friends. Appreciate your time. The best way to support me is to go to the patriotswitch.com slash Jaron. This is where you can take the money you're already shopping and switch it over to an American manufacturing company. If you sign up, someone like myself or someone with me will give you a call. We will give you full disclosure on all these things. Here's what it is. Here's where the the products are. Here's an ability to window shop without signing up. No harm, no foul. It's a $19, uh, well, there's there's an annual membership fee. You can cancel any time. Uh, it's not that big a deal. Uh, if it's not for you, that's fine. It's a fraction of the cost of Sam's Club. There's no hazardous chemicals. The company's never paid out a liability claim for a bad product. So if you want to support American manufacturing, if you want to support me, the work that I do herein, uh, sign up at patriotswitch.com slash You also have humblewb.coffee, which is a private membership association that you're joining to distribute Bibles around America. As a free benefit of joining this private membership association, you get the choice of your own coffee delivered to your door. It's delicious air roasted coffee. This air roasted coffee is perfectly uh, roasted on a cushion of air. It never touches a hot metal surface. This is a blessing because that means that the, the deliciousness and the flavor is natural and not fake. Most coffee companies put their beans in a bucket and spin it around on, on fire so the metal burns the bean, gets a, uh, a, uh, an imperfect roast so the beans in the middle of the barrel aren't as roasted as the ones on the outside of the barrel. And then because it tastes like garbage, they got to load it up with a bunch of fake stuff. Air roasted co- coffee, we don't do that. 
at HumbleWB.Coffee. It's air roasted. It's organic. There's no artificial flavorings. That, again, is a free gift delivered right to your door when you sign up for the private membership at HumbleWB.Coffee. God bless you. Lord willing, we'll be back to... We'll be back tomorrow. I'm traveling out of state this weekend, and I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. So let's just say we'll be here on Monday. How about? Lord willing. <sighs> Until then, I am Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Don't quit. Go to war.